Endless Metal Podcast. Hey everyone, this is Ben from Endless Metal Podcast. Um, tuning in here from the bowels of my house basement. <laughs> uh, just a typical house in a boiler room kind of area with a lot of noise. Um, but just wanted to uh, begin this show by mentioning... Uh, a little bit about um, where our discussion sort of emerges, what we're up to in the podcast. Um, one of the first things is probably for a lot of listeners, the title Endless Metal is somewhat deceptive. We try to provide some show notes and description, but for those of you who are metal purists or just want to hear a podcast where folks are really keyed in on lists of best albums or best songs, go listen to the incomparable Sea of Tranquility. I listen to it. It's terrific. It's probably the best. Also, for some fun, the Metalheads podcast. Um, Great people there. Um, Hopefully having one of them as a guest soon on Endless Metal. Um, there you'll have a long episode, two plus hours of dialoguing and listening about metal. Here it's a little different. Uh, Jeff and I are really good friends. We have tons in common. We sort of begin with a loose theme and then we riff off of it. And as you will see, it can take us in many different directions. One of the reasons for that is because We love all kinds of music. We describe music that you wouldn't think of as metal, as metal. And one example of that was, and I mentioned it briefly in this episode, I just saw Christian McBride and his band New John um, from uh, touring their amazing record, new record Prime, and it is free and it is explosive and hearing it live was heavy and I said to my friend that show was metal (laughs) so endless metal means endless cool amazing things to listen to and other things as well so I hope some of you appreciate that because you're going to get a lot of that uh, uh, from this show Yeah, so just a little context for this episode. You know, Jeff and I, we text back and forth some ideas for shows, things we're listening to. Um, And I was listening to um, uh, Dozer's new record, the band Dozer. They just put out a new record after like 20 years. It's... It's really something else. Um, the Dozer record is called, you know, I'm very tired. I don't have a lot of coffee in me, so I'm forgetting. Good thing for computers. I'm also, you know, I use my age 52 as an excuse, which is a lame one because that's not that old and I should have a better memory. But 
that. It is what it is, folks. So the name of the new Dozer record is Drifting in the Endless Void. And I can't recommend it enough. It is so good. Great songs. Great psychedelic sort of stonery jamming. Powerful vocals. It reminds me of Roger Daltrey almost ranting. <laughs> you know, like a ranting Roger Daltrey. Such power and conviction, but also terrific falsettos. Um, such a talented band. And listening to it, it really made me excited about those bands, some of them very active still, like Queens of the Stone Age, but also Soundgarden. And there is some definite influence going on there. Not surprising how huge Soundgarden was. But I, I sent the link to Jeff, check this record out. And then, you know, we should do a show on Grunge Killed Metal. You know, which is such a cliche statement, you know. I guess if you're talking about grunge killed metal in the context of big money radio and that kind of thing, maybe that's true, I guess. Um, but for us, that's, you know, not particularly interesting because we love so many of those bands um, as you know, expressed in prior episode, right? Uh, we were talking about Windhand um, and that connection to the deep connections to the, the whole Seattle uh, scene. Um, but anyway, that, um, that was interesting because we had other things on our mind too because we talked previously, oh, we should have the whole show about Yob, the great doom band fronted by... Uh, the incomparable Mike Scheidt on guitar and just ferocious vocals. Band who I've seen, and also beautiful vocals. Band who I've seen many, many times. But anyway, um, we we were also excited about who was opening up for Yob at Underground Arts in Philadelphia when we go to see them. But we were going to focus on Yob. Anyway, we started this, this episode. I, on my desk, had been listening to Cave In. A bit more. I had listened a lot to Heavy Pendulum, that their their latest incredible album, but was was re-listened to that. Also re-listened to previous releases. And right on my desk is the Cave-In CD of their first record, Until Your Heart Stops, um, which I actually uh, had, and then I don't know what happened to it. Lost somewhere. But anyway, I was it. I was in Cambridge, Massachusetts, visiting family um, in Framingham. I went up to Cambridge. I went to the Armageddon record store, and I was flipping through their used bins, and I found Until Your Heart Stops for 99 cents. <laughs> so obviously I bought it. Um, and in talking about this record, thinking about this record, um, it was also... It shouldn't have been a light bulb moment, but it was. Insofar as Caven's connections to those great bands of the seven of uh, seventies. Well, they're certainly influenced by a lot of great seventies bands, but the the nineties, Soundgarden and Alice in Chains being two of our absolute favorites. Um, for me, I would say those are my 
the bands I listened to the most um, from that era, or really any era. I just love Soundgarden and Alice in Chains. Um, and that led us to just hit the Google machine, as you'll see, and we found a review of Heavy Pendulum, Kevin's most recent album, and there was references to both Soundgarden and Alice in Chains, actually in one sentence. <laughs> so that was kind of perfect for us and kind of gave us a focus. And so Kevin becomes what we concentrate on, Heavy Pendulum. We do some listening to Heavy Pendulum, uh, a track off of there. Um, but then the rest just kind of unfolds organically. We take it wherever it goes, and then we kind of put a nice bow on everything with a return to a band that I learned from Jeff, Failure, who was tremendously influential on Cave-In, and you can definitely hear that in the song we play to end the show. So there's some context. Um, but it's endless. And so there'll be endless digressions sometimes as well. Buckle up. Enjoy. Heavy updates. All of these bands that you want to see, yeah. you know, that you love, they, not only can you see them, they're all playing together in these fests, like funeral doom fests with esoteric and all these bands I love, like these long form Mm -hmm. funeral doom bands um i missed esoteric too they came to saint vitus i think they played like two shows that's it I and mean, they may have played a couple more shows in the u.s but it was very brief um but they're you know i that's a band that i really enjoy and a mournful congregation you know they're from australia but somebody anyway it's it's a tease like but Hell, I mean, Roadburn is good enough. I mean, to say the least. I mean, you look at look at take a close look at all the different bands that 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 play Roadburn. Um, it's, it's also it's, just such a great way to discover new bands too. Oh yeah, you know, if you just you, you, you find the lineup, you can just go through and be like, all right, I'm going to check out. You know, you discover like 20 new bands. <laughs> totally that, right, and that's like the best thing ever, probably. Going to see your favorite band live is great, but isn't I I, I like I would I, I truly love Discovery, right? Yeah. It's like kind of know about this band, you know. Nowadays, it's like I know I, I would I would I would hope I could do this that if we if we go to Roadburn and we're looking at the schedules or whatever or even beforehand, right? You're going over there and you're thinking about like what when you what shows you want to show up to, blah blah blah. But I hope like. Like, I don't pick up my cell phone and, and go on Spotify too much. Like, I want to be surprised. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like, before in, before instant gratification, like, where you would show up to shows with lots of bands. And, yeah. like, who the hell was this band? Yeah, you it just was... see a name on a flyer, and then, you know, you're just like, all right, here we go. And you just, yeah, completely, like, you know, blind to it. And then you just get blown away by someone. Yeah. I love that but, feeling. It's the best. It's the best. Um, so, so um, what have you been up to? Like, if, um, I know you have Voivods coming up. Yep. We're, we're, we're going to Yob. Yeah. Uh, Did you get a ticket for that yet? Should um, I get a uh, ticket? 
tickets? Oh, we yeah, we no, I have not, but I'm, oh, we definitely we should. Um, with Caven opening up, which is yeah, I can't I mean, wait for that. Oh man, oh like um, the, you know, um, I've been I went back and, and soon after. Uh, I have a buddy out in California that uh, Paul Kaplan. He's he's uh, he's in a band too, but friend of mine, um, colleague of mine, whatever. He he turned me on to Yob. He was the one that told me about Yob. Like <laughs> for like, I was like Yob, whatever. And they became like one of my <laughs> favorite bands. And so like we, I've posted videos on Facebook mostly. Like um, when I saw them on um, clearing the path to ascend at Underground Arts, I sent the vid- I sent put that video up in Paul Capitals like. Awesome man, I saw them, you know, San Diego. We, we, you know, that's that's a big part of how Paul and I, you know, reacquaint each other is when <laughs> Yob or and anyway, um, there's like two bit, there's two bands opening for Yob on this tour. Um, it's Paul Caven, Bear, yes, yeah, Paul, Paul Bear, Bear and, and but but they're they're not separate playing shows. separate yeah. shows, right. Right. And so he asked me on Facebook, just curious, like, which which one would you prefer to see, Paul Bear or Caven? And I didn't want to make a decision at that point because I really like both <laughs> those bands. And so I just sort of said, uh, you know, I, even if it was just all Yob, I'd be happy. <laughs> anyway, I went back because I, I knew Caven was opening up in Philly. And I, I, I put on Heavy Pendulum and I was like... Holy crap! Like that record is. I still haven't heard it. Oh, you'll love it. Yeah. yeah okay. you know, it's it's a mind blower, man. It's like um, it's got that hard, you know, they're entered the unique cave in pulverizing energy, right? Mm-hmm. That's so heavy, but you know, even more expansive in the post metal atmospheric, you know, That's psychedelic. Awesome. It's so great. I mean, there's an alchemy they. Because you know Caleb died, and it's like yeah. pretty big deal, obviously. And yeah. then to go to go on, and not only did they continue to go on, I mean, I, I, you know, because I've been listening, I've got like Caven CD right in front of me. Oh, this, um, that, this is, is that old, until the, until your heart stops? Yeah, until your heart stops. That's absolutely classic. Yeah. Yeah. And, I haven't listened to that in so long. I gotta. I'm really excited. I'm gonna dig into all things Caven before we see them, but. Uh, that one in particular, I feel like I'm just going to sit down and listen to front to back, you know, no interruptions. Just can't wait to hear it. Like, yeah, man. And talk well, about like a steal. Cause I had this, I had this record for a while, loved it, obviously. And when I was in Boston, I went to Harvard square and I went to Armageddon records, which is this metal shop and um, just digging through the bins. I found this for 99 cents. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> That's like ridiculous. Nine with that, that should be at least two ninety nine. Like they're trying to get rid of this record, really? This yeah. is like a, it's such a great record. But anyway, I used yeah. to have it on. I used to have that one on vinyl, but um, I ended up having to sell like my whole record collection years ago, and yeah, that one went away. Yeah. But I'll get it again one one of these days. Maybe we should let's just like freeform for a, a second. I think we should probably just listen to something off Heavy Pendulum. Yeah, just please. for like, just yeah. for a minute. I mean, it's just it, it's so worthy of you know anybody <laughs> that likes heavy music's attention. I mean, it's 
seriously, dude, it, 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 I got my Spotify list of best albums. It's like it's in there. I mean, it, it's got it's probably it's probably one of my favorite record. I mean, it's way up there for last year. Wow. It, I mean, it definitely grew. But again, I, I kind of forgot about it and was like, I don't know. I didn't really listen to it after, until Paul Kaplan sort of asked me that question. And I was like, what? I'm like, this is insanely good. Um, so we'll just, we'll, we'll just take a look. Um, let's see. A share. Uh, the fun thing about podcasts i think too are you know obviously we got we can't stay on because you and i could stay on it for 12 hours <laughs> yeah. right and i'm my, my my wife's out of town and so it's just me and my girls and so i can't do that i can do about an hour 15 minutes probably um i'll check in on them um and i'm here in the basement in the dungeon of my house in the boiler room <laughs> <laughs> so i don't you know annoy them um too much but uh, anyway, um, I like this format of podcasting because as people listen to some of these episodes, the few that have listened, um, we can edit them. We can add little things. That's that's always fun. I'm a, a ambient kind of sound maker, so I kind of enjoy that process. Um, sure. Uh, but I also like this process part of it, which is no process, which is like you can just go on. You, you know, I guess maybe in the day they could punch in codes on radio shows. Yeah, it was mostly program, though, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like like different metal shows. I mean, yeah. No, that's not true. Nasty Habits would go on for like three hours and they would they would have live bands playing on the air. Uh, they would have they would be freestyling. I mean. So but that's a tip. That's atypical. That is atypical. Yeah. Yeah. But here it's like we have so much freedom. We have everything and beyond right at our fingertips. So like, why not hit the brakes when, we, when like a great band or something comes up? Yeah, and, and just listen for a little while. We don't have to listen to the whole thing, but I mean, listen and and, and just sort of react. It's kind of fun, right? I love it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Okay. So, <laughs> so throw me throw me your best track off of this album. Let's see oh man, got. that's that's really hard to do. To pick up <laughs> to make it really put me on the spot. Like to pick up best. Oh man. Um hmm. I see this is their seventh full length. Seventh wow. studio album. And, that's amazing. First one did how long was did it go between records? Did if you got that up there? Let me see here. I'm on the Wikipedia page for the for this album. Okay, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna cheat because I'm not. I'm gonna refuse to risk to to. I'm I'm a risk adverse, <laughs> so I need I need to go to a trusted source. Oh, it was 20, to, 2019. To, 2019 was the previous album. Awesome, called Final so, Transmission. So okay, so it hasn't been that long. Yeah, that's what three years. Yeah, I don't was, think I heard that one either. Was Cable, yeah, I kind of they've kind of fallen off my radar. I wonder, I'd love to get the timeline clear a little bit on when Caleb died and his last record. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, um, let's see. I need, so what I'm doing, I'm typing because I, I kind of want to just reacquaint myself using um, a quick reminder via some kind of review of the album in terms of that uh let's see 
this is cool. Whenever the Guardian reviews your record, it's going to be pretty damn good, especially if you're a heavy band. <laughs> Guardian does like great jazz. I don't know. Maybe they do release. Maybe they do review a lot of metal. Guardian, uh, Caven, Pagelum Review, an unapologetically fierce beast. Four to five stars on Relapse Records with gargantuan rips, riffs and amps turned up to 11. Nice. Okay. Pure metal is tempered with the grace and complexity has become the band's trademark. Yeah, they're from Massachusetts, of course. Right. It's the final transmission. The last hurrah. Uh, completing material begun with the late bassist and vocalist Caleb Schofield, who was killed in a car crash in 2018. Yeah, Stephen Brodsky. So he's amazing, man. Like, so he, I think he's a, one of the primary, if not primary, songwriters. I've heard yes, him on different yeah. podcasts talking about songwriting. He's like really smart guy, like, and just a such a great guitar player, and his voice is outstanding i mean probably always has been but i don't know i guess maybe i paid a little more attention to his him singing um and, and him uh, on this record but anyway this record was so good um have you ever heard any of his solo stuff it's really good oh really yeah no yeah. nope no like I'll, there's I'll so much i'll send you some that would be awesome like if you curate for me that would be cool yeah okay let's see Real quick, Grace the uh, trademark. They give us any songs? Oh, that's kind of fun. Oh, look at this, man. Because you and I, I, I text, I texted you. You know, we should talk about like, um, did grunge kill metal? <laughs> you know, because <as>, <laughs> I wanted to one because I, I was listening to that new Dozer record, which just brought back a flood of memories in, from Soundgarden and great stuff. But also because it's like this, it's like the dumbest question ever. Because it's like, you know, um, does like phenomenal bands from the '90s who played heavy music of lots of different sorts kill? other heavy music did it kill hair metal i hope you know, I, if it did fine <laughs> fine you know <laughs> I, I, although i do know this i don't you know what i think i don't hate hair i don't hate hair metal at 50 i, so I, I uh, yeah I, me either me either know, uh, I like I, it. also yeah. i would say that hair metal might have killed itself yeah yeah right <laughs> it killed itself and poison's still touring and making a lot of money so i don't think they're dead but, yeah, you know, I mean, Motley Crue went on for years and years after that. Right, right, exactly. And so didn't Slayer and Pantera, as I mentioned, you know. Sepultura? Sepultura. I mean, and then Death Metal. I mean, Death Metal exploded in the 90s, yeah. you know, as did Black Metal. I mean, so it's kind of silly. But it's to say, like, and I love this, they mentioned Soundgarden and Alice in Change in the same sentence when they're reviewing cave so that's kind of wow that, that's great that's a cool coincidence um given what we're, we're sort of thinking about here and connecting dots to cave didn't expect that um but the point is like um real quick i wanted to say something um yeah i mean like endless metal so metal i you know i saw christian mcbride and his new band Prime, and they played. Oh, it. that's right! You sent me a picture that would look yeah. awesome, or a it video. Was, yeah, it was amazing, you know. And it and I, I said to my friend after the show, like, "Man, that was so metal." Nice. 
because it was just it was it was free jazz and it was like there's a lot of free moments and the band was just sick they were so it, that, that new band he has and that record so good uh, awesome. loved it. yeah and so like metal to me is like it it can encompass you know we know it when we hear it but at the same time it's like it, it's right i mean it, it's probably in like the urban dictionary is like cool or awesome or you know it's like uncompromising you know sure yeah, it, yeah. It means so much more than just Judas Priest and Iron Maiden, my two like my two of my favorite bands of all time. It, but it means more than just that, right? Sure, yeah, more, yeah. You know, it means more than Sabbath, even though Sabbath are probably, you know, for us, right, the most influential band. Absolutely. Um, but Black Sabbath never called themselves metal. You know, right. I think that I think a, a review that panned Black Sabbath's first album said it sounded like dead weight, like heavy metal. I think that wow is that I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's where it came from but like they had never associated themselves as being a quote-unquote metal band but the point is like endless but metal metal is is so much (laughs) so much that's great you know um so I kind of like to think about it that way and like these bands Alice in Chains Soundgarden my God, I I still listen to these bands so much. Me too. They're still some of my favorite. I know Alice yeah. in Chains in particular. Oh, I just yeah that that I they have um, aged like a fine wine to me. <laughs> I, Abs one hundred. I still I still I mean there's a lot of elegance in that music, you know, especially in on like a uh, uh, jar of flies the the EP. It's mm. like it's gorgeous. Mm. It's just the the craft of the of the songs, the way it's recorded. I mean, and then you get like the really heavy shit, like you know, like mm. the self the self titled album, which I think a lot of people don't like, but I really love. Yeah, um, I think I'd love to talk about that album in depth in depth someday. Yeah, you're right. That is underappreciated. There's so many great songs on there um, that are Slu- heavy, heavy sludge and, and, fact sludge factory. Yeah. Is like yep. really heavy, and then what was the single? I forget the one that had just one word. Heaven, bes- heaven beside me, or oh, well, that one's really cool too. Yeah, but there was like gr- right. grind, grind. Yes, that was it. Yep, yep. So good. I mean, heavy and yeah. dark and dark and strange. Yeah. I mean, awesome. I don't, yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Frankly, I, I don't understand like how anybody can not like Alice in Chains. Yeah, like, and, and not they're to they're unbel- What a band. I mean, not, that's not like, that's a belittle, one in a trillion band, right? Not to belittle Soundgarden because I love Soundgarden as well. I was gonna say um, that's another to me like that is kind of what grunge sort of is, right? I mean, they hated the term the yeah. guys in Seattle, like sub pop when it first started. There, from what I understand and remember, and I read Mark Mark Arms' uh, record uh, a book a long time ago about like the grunge movement. Yeah, but I have of, that book right on my shelf. But one of the things I remember in that book was like, you know, the early sludge pop, um, the early uh, um, sub pop stuff was was really noisy and, you know, they, you know, dirty productions, whatever else. And I think they in some of the early press releases, they said, you know, 
grungy, sludgy noise. Like they, right. you know, but that's, but, and that's cool. And I actually, you and I, of course, like a lot of those bands. Like they had a press release for Mud Honey, if I remember correctly, one of Mud Honey's early releases, and they called it grunge, right? And no one, most people don't even know about Mud Honey, right? When they think about grunge. I love Mud Honey. They're playing. I do too. They're playing in October. If you want to go see them. Oh really? Yeah, they're oh, so that, great. They're such. I'm a great so live glad band. they're playing. That's. They're awesome. a great That's live awesome. band too. They're so good live. Mm. Hey, check this out. Yeah. You wear a Sub Pop shirt. Oh, that's great. I love <laughs> it, man. I love it. I mean, just, just coincidentally, it's the first shirt I pulled out of the closet. Right. It's so cool. That's <laughs> so cool. But but you know. That what the only thing I'll say is there's a so many great bands up from the sub pop thing, but just to say the least, and and the Northwest, Pacific Northwest. But but to me, it's not even about grunge or whatever else you want to like those bands. I'm not. I like my brother is a, worships Pearl Jam. I've seen them several times in concert. I really like Pearl Jam. I, I saw them in concert. Them. Uh, you know, I saw them in concert several times, including on ten on the first wow, chorus. Did you I really? Saw on, yep, I saw them in a club um, when I was in college. But um, when Eddie Vedder was just had just joined the band, like very, I saw them really fresh. They're they're that's great. incredible. But that's I don't listen to Pearl Jam very much. Neither. But <laughs> so so like, but Allison Chains, Soundgarden, like I, I'll put those two like very high up. And and to me, they're just like, you know, the Beatles, Zeppelin, sure. Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Black Sabbath. Like to me, those bands. Um, I would put Slay. I would put Slayer there. Like, there's certain bands to me that are just in the pantheon. Yeah, they're so they're so great right you know anyway so they're larger than life too they're yeah. larger than life and the and the songwriting like a son of allison chance i mean yeah every those those vocal harmonies i mean i and those. i i also i and like i i love i mean you know lane lane is amazing like you know we oh. go on and on but i love jerry Cantrell. i love oh. his guitar no he's, I love he's his singing his yes. solo his solo records are really good. Mm. Yes. Foggy He's Deep. Amazing. Foggy Deep. Foggy Depot. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I still listen to that a lot. I, I love it's, that record. It's so good. Yeah. No, I mean, Jerry Cantrell is unreal. I mean, he's yeah. got, he's got such a killer guitar tone. He's so tasteful. He never, ever overplays. He, he adds, you know, it's like the cliche, you know, the old cliches about shredders and non-shredders and self-indulgence yeah there's yeah, none of but, that there's none of that with him but his yeah like his that that's just a rare deal i mean like the connection between him and lane the yeah. expressions that went on both through the lyrics and the songs and no and the uh, harmonies and the guitar it, tone calling it tasteful is a really great way to describe it, it it's his playing is ta just like the epitome of like a just taste like a great he's got great taste <laughs> unbelievable unreal yeah. so good you know um but let me just read this and we'll listen to caveman sure um but these are things we can we definitely revisit it's endless so we'll come back whenever we do stuff whenever we want but of course um caveman's thing and heavy pendulum soon tempers it oh i'm sorry but mere brute force but mere brute force 
has never been Caven's thing. The heavy pen and heavy pendulum soon tempers its pendulous heaviosity with the grace and complexity that have been their trademark. The results evoking the grungera's darkly psychedelic peaks, floating skulls, juggling math metal, violence, and heavy rock rocks. I, I don't know floating skulls. I need to. Oh, I, I'm you know I get I have to go listen to them. Yeah. And the slow, stately roll of the of the title track could be the work of Soundgarden, while the vast riffs and macabre harmonies of Blinded by a Blaze suggest Allison Chains at their most cobwebby cow, cow, and gothic. Interesting. What, an aw- what a terrific review. See, that to is... me, I like, that's great reviewing to me, right? Yeah. It's not just, he's dropped a whole, three bands in one sentence, but he's like, he's bringing in like creative kinds of, you know motifs like cobwebby and he's you know it's not just this i don't know uh it, it's I, not I just, just a a b comparison like you're not just yeah you know? right it's, right exactly and exactly. um that's a great review anyway let's listen to that song let's listen yeah. to blinded by a blaze what a let's great title it.
Wow, I I just I gotta say I cannot believe I have been sleeping on this album. This that was so awesome, dude. I could I had to play the whole thing. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. I'm as excited to see Caven as I'm excited to see Yob, and I'm buying a Caven shirt too. Probably <laughs> I got enough Yob shirts. Holy Especially god. if I mean the artwork on this album is amazing. Isn't that I love that. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm just, as soon as we're done, I'm going to go listen to this whole thing. <laughs> it's so great. Oh, what did you, what, what, what grabbed you about it? Like, um, well, I mean, I was thinking about, I can't help but think about that review that you read and like, uh, you know, I definitely hear the sound garden and the way it starts with the very like down tuned guitars with the slow tempo, you know, and, um, a very heavy bass. I, I loved it. Um, yeah, definitely can see the sound garden in there. So I think that comparison some kill, right some killer melody too, right? Like, oh my god, yeah. The the like the songwriting is like it's amazing. Yeah, incredible. Like it's and that that uh, that guitar solo also sounded a lot like Kim Thale. Like um, you know, sound. Oh yeah, totally with the wah like the saturated yeah. sounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, I, it was like this is more and you know more more on the Alice in Chains end of things. Like mm -hmm. it's the difference between um, you know and influence and affinity than just a decontextualized imitation, which you get with a lot of bands that like you know sound you know. And I don't want to talk shit about any bands, but like someone like Godsmack or some crap like yeah, that. right, like the new metal stuff. That, it just I mean, it's, it sounds uh, like it, like it's trying. With to the see. exception of the Deftones, who should not be called new metal. Deftones are phenomenal. But we should we should talk about that one day for sure. Yeah, we'll talk about that one day. But I totally hear what you're saying. Like, it's, yeah, like like there's like a difference between being influenced by someone and then just trying to like imitate them and capitalize off of them. You know, so that's this is this seems like it's again much as in the way we were talking about Windhand, it's like. Like yeah. these are like these are our people <laughs> they yeah get, man they get this like heritage of this music you know and they're totally. ki and, killing it yeah and there's something there's really something special i think about these contrasts where you have bands that are great songwriters obviously like cave in there i mean i got some I got some pop, like really strong pop hook there, and just the way it builded, and then the sort of little vocal uh, harmonies, and but then the heavy in the back, the, and the sort of yeah. like it just hits perfectly. It's not, it it does not overtake the. It's a it's a pendulum. It's yeah. like that's such a great name. It is balancing, like in ways that very very few bands that i've heard are are creating music like that um some you know it's just it's sensational and, and windhand you know is you know deservedly that record which i've listened to a bunch of times after that after we've talked after we oh, played it and, and folks glad to hear that really something something else it's such so great but i don't know uh, there's a couple i mean just a one uh, two points and then we like talk about some other things but i i am a sucker for great songs you know Same. like yeah. pre like priest 
Maiden, like I can name albums, sure, but there are definitely in that context, there are particular songs that I absolutely freaking love, like Remember Tomorrow off of, um, I think it's off Killers by Maiden. You know, like, like that album. So, I mean, those first two albums are full of great songs, but there's just some that I just will come back to. You know, there's they're written really well and it's a there's a craft to it that i'm a sucker for that that probably goes back to kiss too like you know hearing some of those early kiss tunes i love it loud and you know it's like the anthemic the, the i'm a sucker for that the and all the other you know great pop but i love all that stuff but when it's when it's done in heavy music it's often not with the exception of Alice in Chains and Soundgarden, and there's definitely others, but we're just talking peak performance here. Right. Like, um, there's very few bands that can really write a catchy tune, but also make it, you know, bring in that honest, like darkness and heaviness in a way that just wants like draws me in more. Um, there's something out there's a riff I wanted to go on, but I'll just stall and just say the title of Soundgarden Super Unknown, which is like such a divisive record, I guess. But I actually one of my I I believe my favorite Soundgarden song of all time. Actually, two of them of all time are on that record. Can I guess? Mail, Can I guess? Ma- okay, yes. Wait, okay, now wait. <laughs> you have to give me a hint, actually. <laughs> um, Doom and just... Was it a single? No, neither one of them were. Is one of them 4th of July? Yes, definitely. That's my, that's my favorite Soundgarden song. I lo- that's one of my all-time favorites. It's oh, that's so great. <laughs> so, it is phenomenal. I mean, it's like Doom, right? It's and what oh so good but it's poppy it's catchy but the one to me i would i think it edges it out for just given my listening habits mailman yeah i think that's my i think i believe that's my favorite sound garden song and it i mean it just it's everything the verse the chorus i mean it just drives so hard and heavy but it's like really catchy at the same time i mean it's stunning i like you know maybe spoon man is like on the low end of the ones that i like but i like the title track i think it's cool you know like oh it sounds like the beatles and they're just trying yeah but you write a song like that yeah right (laughs) yeah and and make it and you know okay sure it's beatles influence but you make it sound like Soundgarden, right i mean a yeah. song like like fell on black days like yeah. I, I love that song and you know and my wave is i mean head head down i mean the day i tried to live that album is just like super unknown it's awesome it's, oh it's my a God. Trip, you know yeah so so the divisive thing who cares if people think that you and i are on the same wavelength <laughs> well i mean i i even like the you know i, I love know, super unknown i thought the album after that was more divisive the um uh, down on the upside but i like that album also i think down on the upside is incredible yeah. i think down on the upside seriously I'm, I'm not just being hyperbolic here 
like from top to bottom where's a bad song i mean yeah it, it and it and it incorporates their entire career yeah right it's got catchy it's got pretty noose which is right. it, pretty, which is heavy but it's kind of it's very catchy you know and it's got that great melody but then you put on something like uh apple bite or you know never the machine forever you're going back forever, to yeah. ultra mega okay you're going back to you know clearly bad motor finger i mean and that that, that album that record's that record's stunning to me i i, I love blow, that record burden in my hand blow oh. the outside world i mean and that album was only two years and, and that's your super, super that's your super unknown that's I, I to me it's almost like them doing like okay we're gonna revisit pop songs, you know, <laughs> and we're but we're doing, you know, we're gonna kind of do it a little, you know, uh, you know. I got plenty of, I mean, Chris Cornell, right, the genius. I got plenty of more great pop songs. Here they are, and they're freaking amazing. They're not just pop; they're heavy, they're catchy, they're anthemic of the hot at the highest level. I mean, there's, uh, uh, yeah, Soundgarden. That's a game changer band for me. For I mean, when I first heard Loud Love. Oh my god! Yeah, um, you know, I was just a gun. That's the first song I heard by Soundgarden. Gun, and it was just like, <laughs> sign me up. I, who the hell is this vocalist? This guy is like, <laughs> this guy. What a, I mean, what a throat. I mean, yeah, you know, you got seriously. Uh, I'll just, he's better than Robert Plant. I agree. Robert Plant is Robert Plant. Does not have the range and the phrasing and the ferocity and also the melodicism that Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell, pound for pound for me, Chris Cornell may be just in terms of not just heavy, but just within this orbit we're in, the greatest vocalist ever. I, I, I'm and songwriter probably. I'm behind that. I mean, like think about you know the. Like four in a row albums, Louder Than Love, Bad Motor Finger, Super Unknown, Down on the Upside. I mean, how, who can, what can you, how can you hold that up to like anything? Like, I mean, like who, what can compare to that? Like, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's mind blowing. Think about that discography. I mean, yeah. it is, it, it is untouchable to me. I mean, it's, you know, it's so good. Did you ever get into... Um, Hold on one I, sec. Oh, sure. Yeah, what's up? Is that a gun? It was in... Oh, Where it's in... Oh, it's right behind you. I think Ant has it. Though. No, it's literally right behind you. Oh, the gun itself is? Yes. Okay. What about the charger? It's in there. Oh, wow. I think Mom put this down there. Okay. There you go. Yeah, that discography is totally un, un untouchable. I mean, did, did you ever I listen to? Like, I never got into Audio Sleeve, but maybe I should give them a try. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, you know that. I don't really care anymore. I'm too old to care, because I, you know, it's like I, I you know, I'm a, I'm an academic, so I overthink everything. Yeah, but I don't. It's, it's <laughs> well, overth I'm a, I'm overthinking an, I'm, becomes a dead scene. You're you're an you're an academic and you overthink any anything. I'm a nervous wreck with an with a like mild anxiety disorder, so I overthink everything. I'm an academic <laughs> with a I'm an academic 
stomach with a with an anxiety disorder. <laughs> okay. So okay. it's like so, you know, my so brain we under, is just we yes, understand each other. Okay. Totally. The academic part's irrelevant. It's like I'm just in my head and I overthink. And so it's like it's funny. You're you're see, it's great that we're co-hosting because you could care less. It's not even part of your DNA as a fan of heavy music. It's like, this is what I like. So the hell what? It's great music, right? I grew up, you know, around peers and stuff. It was somewhat like a club, you know? And so forget all that. Well, sure. There's a lot of geeks. I love that. I love Soundgarden. I love Soundgarden. I love Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Pretty much everybody I know who are my friends I grew up with, they hate Rage Against the Machine. They don't like hip hop very much. They don't like Rage Against the Machine. I love Rage Against the Machine, their first record, all the records. I think they're, there's so much I love about that band. That's another show. Yeah. You get Rage Against the Machine and you bring in Chris Cornell. What the hell could go wrong? Yeah. The answer is on the first record to me, it's nothing goes wrong. It co cheese that first single. When I heard that, I was like, oh my god like inside like this just it, it begins with that scream and the i mean those guys that rage against machine incredible riffs incredible rhythm section in the pocket it hammers <clears throat> so that record to me is perfect the others i didn't listen to as much i don't really know i don't know why but the first record I listened to a lot, a ton, and bought it probably a couple times. And uh, so definitely listen to the first record. It's okay. It's great. Did I tell it's, you that I, I saw Rage Against the Machine last summer? Oh, really? Yeah, at Madison awesome. Square Garden. Wow. Dude, like, I, I was on top of the world, man. It was amazing. Uh, Zach, is... Zach like broke his I don't know his ankle or something so he was sitting the whole time and it was still like the most intense thing I've ever seen <laughs> what a band I, I, mean, I, I, I love I what's love your fa- what's your favorite uh, Rage song like or oh. one that just comes right to mind I had um, one that came right to mind but I'm gonna let you go do it know your enemy yeah that was the one that came right to mind <laughs> know your enemy I love it ah uh. The lyrics to that song were really influential to my life. Like, just as far as like you know, learn learning about you know the world. I don't know. Oh <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a lot to be said about that. But I, let's just listen a little. Let's listen to a little of that. Yeah. With you know compliments of the YouTube ads that'll probably start. But who cares? Uh, inappropriate. <laughs> what?
No, I just gotta stop it there for a second. Yeah, yeah, that's completely. I've completely from. That's mannered, right? That's yeah. mannered. Uh, did I know that? I don't think I knew that. Isn't that's that crazy? Really cool. That's crazy. But you know <laughs> the thing. The thing about this song, up like we're, we're what are we? Not even three minutes in. Listen to all those changes. Yes. Like it's, the it's, new it's verse. Like pro, it's like bridge. prog rock. <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Like it's I, I noticed that really. I mean, like, the songwriting is incredible. Yeah. And of course, <laughs> Paul Morello. Such a wizard, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. And why? Some, but some to me, this, Eddie, to Eddie me, Van this Halen is, coming you know through what, there. You know what the genius of Morello is to me? It's like, it, it's not shredding in the way that guitar players were over overplay. He's bringing in the street sound. It's like, it makes sense. It's sort of traffic and all those things that created the, you know, that urban hip hop you know, sounds, right? Sure. And electronic music and yeah. turntables and electronic music. So like to me, when he goes off, it, it's stunning. He's doing that with just a guitar and effects. But it's not the same experience to me when I hear. And sure, I like some shredders, but like when I hear like, um, you know, even A. Van Halen or, or Ingve or you know whatever. It's, it's not it's Randy a, Rhodes, yeah. <laughs> it's a different. It's a different. It's a different thing, right? Sure, I mean, sure. It, it adds. Uh, and the lyrically, like I, I learned what the word assimilation means from this song, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole education, yeah, yeah. In, into critical uh, political theory that comes exactly, out yeah. looking at the lyrics. I mean, I mean, look at the cover Tom of the went album. To you know? Yeah, totally, man. Like the the cover of the album. I mean, talk about a statement. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So yeah, so so good. So good. So you saw them. I, I, for some reason, I don't even. I knew they were talking about getting together. I think I fell off the radar. I think I fell off. The, the radar on that that they were even playing again yeah they did three or four nights at madison square garden last summer wow. they were all i think they were all sold out too are they writing a new record i don't know i hope so that would be i awesome. actually cool. i actually have i have like full confidence that it would be really good yeah i, I liked all i like evil empire i love evil empire it's so good there's some I mean, it's so good um and uh Battle of Los Angeles. I haven't listened to that as much, probably, but I like that. You know, I, dis it? I dismissed that one when it came out, and I, I revisited it, and it's really good. The Is that Battle their only Los albums? Angeles. Like, did they, they have had Renegade? A, they had a cover album after that. Renegade. Oh, jeez, so uh, what was Renegades. 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 Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Renegades. So they, they, but they only had three original I, studio albums. I think That's, so, yeah. Wow. That's yeah. really interesting. It just seems like they have so much more. But it doesn't matter. I mean, those those there's so many. Um, I mean, awesome such songs, such inf so influential beyond like belief too. I mean, like they were totally. They changed a lot of people's views of what could music could do. I yeah, think. completely, man, completely. Um, I could probably go to four thirty if that works for you. Yeah, that's go perfect. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, 
back to and and and, and you know um, Rage Against the Machine was not a planned thing, but <laughs> but at the same time, you actually, know, I it, forget how we even started talking about it. <laughs> oh, because of Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell connected the dot. Chris yeah. Cornell, yeah, joined joined up, and they they were going to call. I know some of the history. They were going to call themselves civilian, which I loved. I was like, yes, oh, call nice. yourselves that, because that's like cool. You know, it's kind of still got that political thing. Sure. But appara- apparently, somewhere in like the money marketing wash, they want. That's the only thing I don't like about them is the, their name. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't really care because it's like the, I really like that the first record, but Audio Slave has to be one of the worst names of the band. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. <laughs> My sense too probably is like, you know, th- th- this was okay. But it was a for them. It was like a joke almost right yeah I mean, yeah sound guard okay audio slave whatever you know right but, right yeah anyway um audio slave so rage against the machine though is cool because it's it fits in for what you and i love so much and that is that there's no boundaries in terms of metal like Rage Against the Machine are metal. Absolutely. They are uncompromising. They are great riffs. The lyrics are the kinds of lyrics that get you death threats, and uh-huh. they don't care. And they will play on the freaking White House, and they are just like, they're like, you know, they I always respected that, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. arm the homeless on, on Tom Morello's. You know, yeah, it's I love like that. Punk rock, too. It's like, exactly. Yeah. They yeah. use their platform to say, F you to the inequality and the oppressive establishment. And they just, you know, it's just such a, such a, import, such an important band. You know, much like, like Soundgarden and also Alice in Chains their their sound got kind of you know bastardized and watered down and became what we saw in like the late the later 90s you know yes. which was all this you know this po- you know for lack of a better word post grunge and like you know the kind of an implosion of the like the 90s boom of the music industry started spewing out this like this crap that like was derivative of of them you know yeah and, uh, it's it's really it's really interesting to think about that. It is. I mean, capitalism is is the most important story of all music, right? Yeah. And not just I'm not talking about just the broader economy. I'm talking about the billionaire industry class. Right. I mean, period. They this is about money and radio and getting hits on the radio. That's when you launch a band. So Soundgarden took them a while. Soundgarden didn't have, as far as I remember, they didn't have hit songs like Pearl Jam. I think was even bigger than Soundgarden early on, as far as For I remember. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You know, and because of the radio, you know, they had some song that just fit into the radio. Right. Alive. I mean, Alive is like anthemic. It tra- it transcends. It's a great song. It's yeah. so catchy, memorable. It, it transcends. It fits on the radio. Yeah. Um, and it, played for it was played to death on the radio probably deservedly so but anyway man in the box sort of is sort of the first one for alice in chains that was kind of in the rotation but as far as i remember they went to superstar cataclysm you know off the chart status when rooster yeah rooster was the one 
Yeah. Right. And of course, smells like teen spirit, of course, for Nirvana. And, right. You know, but, you know, and so radio determine, determines it, the industry determines it. It's all about money. It's business. Yeah. It's the business of music. And yeah, you know, it's hard to understand, frankly, um, the bands that I'm not really interested in. You just talked about, like, Godsmack and a lot of the, the kind of regurgitation bands. Papa like, Roach, that kind of shit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that shit. Like, I guess, I mean, I guess the band themselves really enjoy playing what they're playing, which is yeah. cool. Like, they get, I think, but there's some kind of, for the listener, at least, I don't know what the, the intention, I mean, they're making money. So it's it just sounds also calculated. Like, they're, they're into like a formula now. Right, like it's designed in a boardroom. It, exactly. Yeah. It's designed in a boardroom. And it's you like, don't hear that with Rage Against the Machine. No. That was never, de- yeah. This was designed outside of a boardroom, knocking on the door saying, we're going to burn you the fuck down. <laughs> yeah, right. And then, ironically, they had to play Bulls on Parade. You know, like... <laughs> right. you know, um, they had radio, you know, you know, and all the radio radio edit singles. It's right. all about money. It's about, you know, it's so it's just so driven by that. So I think like that's probably, you know, um and 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 its genius is the way it gets people so you know, it gets consumers so riled up about their bands and like and their music and so you know what like the god god flesh or not god flesh <laughs> god flesh the god smack uh fanatics more power to them like they love they must love them they sell out shows whatever great but right. to me like um yeah i mean just so much of it it it, it is it's it's so close to being um cover cover music it's like yeah, the yeah. same melodies i mean that you know they might be just changing the key a little bit and then just you know really homogenizing it yeah you know um played by people way, who just don't have the chops or yeah but they're they simply right, don't but they, you know? but they also know they're you know there's a yeah exactly and but there's a business savvy there oh too. sure yeah there's yeah. gotta be you know there's gotta be you know that drives that you know, because you don't, don't know. Have there's to... nothing there's nothing comparable. I was thinking about like stacks records, you know, mm-hmm. with that whole thing. What we learned was in, in in that world, there were like a handful that's not really big business music, but you know, this, that was a business. But those guys were writing like Diana Ross's songs, they were writing everybody's song. And to some extent, I love a lot of that music, but to some extent, I think a lot of that music is a bit too homogenized because sure. of because of that those templates. But big mega billion dollar, you know, um, uh, radio rock, heavy rock music, it's so homogenized. It's so, you know, craft cheese. You know, it's like taking cave edge. It's comparing cave edge cheddar with all its, you know, amazing flavor to craft cheese. You know, yeah, sure you yeah. you can eat, you eat craft cheese. You, you, people people eat it, but I mean it's just it's forgettable. 
I, I don't yeah, know. I feel like I feel like Godsmack's a craft cheese band. <laughs> yeah, because you you eat, you eat it because it's there and you want something to eat. <laughs> you know, it's totally. like like Godsmack's on the radio. You want something to listen to. You listen to it. It's for people who don't really care to dig further. Exactly. Or, you know. Exactly. I mean, I'll music be for honest. people who don't like music. <laughs> right. I'll be honest about one thing. Like, there is one band that I sometimes I, um try to remember the name of the record. This band Disturbed, who are oh, like, yeah, yeah. I know Disturbed. I actually, yeah. I actually like them. Like, yeah. I actually think, yeah, I actually think they're like they have this um record that came out soon after nine eleven. They had a sickness, yeah. But they had one that came out. They had one that's that's pretty cool. But they had one that came out. Rise. There's something. They're the guitar players are metalheads. Those guys, like some of those riffs, it's like that sounds like entombed. Like, but really, wow. like but polished up, like shined up, you know, like it's heavy and fast. And so well, I mean, yeah, that, like there, I, it I, has its place with that, but it does have it a place. Bands yeah. like, like Slipknot, you know, who are a band that I used to kind of like, you know, brush off and dismiss, but I bet if I went back and listened to them, they hold up better than a lot of other things. When, when I first band. heard Californication or actually <laughs> when I first saw them, like I was Wait, like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, not Californication. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what was the name of the first? What was the name of the first Slipknot record? Is it Iowa? Mm, right, let's look it up. Californication. Why am I saying that? That's there's something with California. It's a Californication. It's Chili Peppers, of course. Um, but when, I think when I first saw Slipknot, I was like, "This is the craziest, most amazing thing I've ever seen." Wow, These really? guys in like prison suits and and masks going completely berserk on stage. You know. I don't listen to them anymore, but I appreciate I appreciate sort of what they started, you know, in doing sure. that. I mean, um, their first album, Slipknot. The second one was called Iowa. I don't think it was Iowa, man. Uh, let me just put on. Let me just get that up. I, I I'm not familiar with them, honestly. There it is. Maybe it's just called Slipknot. Let me just look at the, the title tracks. I mean, the titles. That's the iconic album cover. Hey, that one was re uh, recorded on my birthday, September 29th. Look at that. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. That's funny. I don't know where I got California from. I thought there was some song that had California. That's completely random. Um, I, listen, I really liked this first record when it first came out. I remember listening to it. You know, I, I, I I need to 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 revisit it because uh yeah like I said I was very dismissive of it and I think it was because at that time like you know like bands like like corn had gotten so you know corny and like yeah. I, I was just kind of like ah you know I don't need any of this shit but you know it probably didn't do give them a fair shot yeah I mean like these are kind of like um I don't know what like if I you know. <sighs> Why why do I listen to Disturb? I mean, some yeah, I don't know. This there's something about it. Sometimes it's like a guilty pleasure. These are guilty sort of guilty pleasures. Uh -huh. They're not. I don't know what they are. I mean, they're just yeah. It's like you know a real just getting the, some fast food that just you need it. You know. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's sort of like in that world. It's a. It's like. You it's know. an. It's a uh, means to an end. It just you know satisfies yeah. you in the moment. It, it's exactly so like. I still have those cravings and still like disturbed. Sure. I would put them, 
I, you know, I, I would put them in there. I would put one song off of um, Korn's record. Did they have a record called Life is Peachy? Yeah, that was the second album. Yep. So there's a song called Twist. Yep. That has that. Yeah, yeah. It's basically just just him, you know, doing some kind of demented uh, scat singing. Yeah. And I first heard it, I thought it was, I loved it. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was, I never heard anything like it. It was like, you know, it's just like this caveman lunatic, you know, kind of, (laughs) you know, know, and then it just goes twist, twist. (laughs) So that's a guilty pleasure. I haven't heard that in a long time. But What the hell um, were they thinking? What were they on? (laughs) Seriously, like they're, they're certifiably like crazy. I mean, like to make that kind of music. So I got to give them some some props. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to call yourself Corn, which is like the you know again such a joke name, and to be so popular. I mean, you got to give them. You can't. You can't just completely dismiss them. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. You know, Especially. At the same time, yeah. You know, so much time has passed. You know, it's like, like you said, who who gives a shit? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I don't care anymore. <laughs> the only way I could describe some of this stuff, though, is like for me, like. If and when I listen to them, it's the guilt. It's the guilty pleasures. Like, no desire ever to pay any money to go see Slipknot, Corn, Disturbed, Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah, um, yeah. On and on. I'll never see those bands live. And if if I do, I'll if it's at a festival or something, I'd find a way not to see it. Yeah. Because I I do like. Uh, there's some bands that are huge that I really really like heavy now gojira i'm a fan i think they're a really cool band even the new the new stuff and they're super talented just really interesting same thing with mastodon i I love mastodon yeah i mean they're if anything a lot of the music's gotten more interesting it's proggy it's moody it's they're you know terrific I, i really love mastodon and um but i don't know and and tool i was Sort of not. I, I liked Tool for a while, and that was off the Tool train. But I lo- I really liked that last album. I really liked it too. I liked the Holy last two albums. Crap. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to go back because I haven't listened to anything. It was sort of like a break. It was uh, was it Anima? The yeah, the holo- yeah. holographic CD cover. Sure. And I sort of fell off the pl- face of the earth with them after that. I don't know why. I'm probably yeah. Death then metal. Lateralis was after that, which is also very good, and like ten thousand. Like I have. Okay, yeah. cool. I like I have to listen to those. Like I haven't heard any of those those records. Yeah, like uh, taken taken like, you know, on their own merits, they're really good. I think that like I think that Tool has a a a similar problem to some some other bands where they're like their fandom is uh is not doing them any favors like their their fans are obnoxious like almost like you know like like talking yeah. to a, like talking to a deadhead who only wants to talk to you about the Grateful Dead you know? oh you're talking to one so. I, well no I mean I, I have but no I, problem no I, I totally know what you're saying I have you know, no problem with the Grateful Dead I, I like the Grateful Dead but um right you know there are there are people no. who are like impossible to talk to about them because yeah no just, it's the sociology of the music fan yeah, like they, yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. you know, they, you have these tribal people. Like yeah. this is the band, and they can't do it, you know. And they're right, and they're right. just, you know, Metallica fans have become like that too. Sure, you know, yeah, yeah. Arguably one of my favorite bands. I haven't seen them live in a long time. I'm um, excited to hear their new record. I haven't listened. to I, it. I have listened to the new record. I listened to it on the way to Poland. 
Oh wow! Some really? reason, I just saw it. And I just clicked it on. I was like, I don't know. I just put it on. I listened to the whole record. What um, do you think? The, I, I actually up, think I, I I give it a th- almost a thumbs up. Like okay. I, I, three stars. I think okay. they're it, it's heavy. It's there's some really cool parts. There's the, the last song. Um, can't remember the title of it. It's uh really long. It's like eleven minutes. It's, it, but it's there's some they're they're broadening their horizons a little bit with some almost sludgy doomy kinds of sounds which i thought oh. was surprising and cool okay, my yeah. one and i've heard others say this and i think it's absolutely true um i love in the pocket drumming you know like mm-hmm. chris slade you know from and the original acdc drummer like those guys are just you know really tight snapping yeah. and you know that's how lars ulrich plays on every song it, yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, because it's like the dynamics of the rest of the music. It's like where are the fills? Where yeah. are the you know where's the ride symbol? He's just he's, he's not even the best drummer in Metallica. Like you, you might as well <laughs> had a drum machine. Like a drum machine would have killed Lars's playing on that record. It yeah. made it makes just listen to it, and I think you might it gets and it makes it makes this it makes. A lot of like really interesting, cool. It, you know, Lux Eterna, the first single, and some singles are really like, you know, four, uh, you know, four, four, you know, to the floor kind of rocking tunes. It makes sense on them. Yeah. But then you have these epic songs with all these changes, and he's still doing that same. It's like it, it's annoying. Like literally, I was getting annoyed. I almost turned it off because really, the, wow. I, yeah, I really because a lot of what I go to first, right, is the drums. Yeah. Um, even I'm not a drummer. But it just, I was getting annoyed by, by the drumming. Like, it was, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. He's, I don't know. It's weird. But anyway, um, <laughs> I don't want to say much more about Metallica. Um, we should do, let's, can we listen? Let's like listen to one more song, like kind of traverse, continuing to like traverse this kind of broad, it's obviously broad orbit, but it's sort of like, um, you know, for lack of a better way of thinking about it, I mean, it's like um, really catchy metal or really catchy heavy music. That's just, it's great music. But obviously, I'm not going to sit down and listen to what I just did prior to come, um, um, getting, on, getting on the Zoom with you. I was listening to the new Bellwitch record. Bellwitch dropped a new record while I was in Poland. I was blown um- away. I have not. I did not know that. I can't wait yeah. to hear that. Did you know that they're playing in Philadelphia in October? Uh, we're they're going. They're playing at the First Unitarian Church in the pews. Oh, we're going. I mean, it's like I, I'm 100 percent going. <laughs> I better not be on a Thursday. I'm gonna be. I'll find a substitute. I'm going to that. I, I the think new... it's it's just before Halloween too, which is so so perfect. But like the point is, it's another hour and twenty minutes. One song, an hour and twenty minutes. I can't I mean, wait. It, it is massive and epic. But I, I mean, I am what's, not. What's the I, name? What, what's it called? Um, it's got a, it's got a long name. Okay. And I'm going to tell you what it's called. Something about the the gate. Um, I can look it up later if you want. It's no. no which, I can I can type it real quick. No, it's not sticky and bull. Uh, it's. It's another like part one. There it is. Future Future Shadow. Future Shadow Part One, the clandestine gate. Awesome. I can't wait to hear it. 
the the cover is beautiful too. The artwork. Um, okay, but uh, my point in bringing this all up is like uh, when I listen to that kind of music, which is definitely some of the most common music I listen to. Um, I, I don't think about okay, yeah, I'm in the car. Let's put on Rage Against the Machine. Uh -huh. And but you know what I'm saying. But at the same time, you know, I would say this act, this sort of exercise, and what we're doing here, it's like to my detriment, right? Right. Like right. I have, you know, like I have this exploding alarm clock thing I put together on Spotify, and it's got all these songs, and I'm so glad I did because I get so obsessed with. with long form doom kind of music and then but then i just hit that and then know your enemy comes on or like you know uh allison chains comes on or soundgarden comes on or you know and it just kicks ass you know so it's yeah so so and and no i mean i go away like when i when like stuff like like Bellwitch, right? You know, I have part of my my uh, part of my shtick is obsessive compulsive, probably, right? Like, I, when I get into a record like Bellwitch, like I'm gonna listen to it a bunch of times, mm -hmm. you know, and it's a it's an hour, and it's just gonna be echoing in my head. Um, and I, I'll mix it up a little bit, but like, but then I don't know. It, it's it's a very interesting question it's probably no there's no answer to it but I, I always find my way back you know as i looked at my playing habits to listen to soundgarden mailman i mean mm -hmm. like i don't know why or how but you know but i i want to hear that and i just and i, and I do but i also want to hear bellwitch <laughs> you know funeral death doom for an hour or yeah. you know or completely or christian mcbride prime's new record you know it doesn't matter why, but like doing this is cool though, because, and, um, listening to that cave in song, it's just so exciting. Cause it's like, uh, so much, there's so much great music. That's heavy. It's mm -hmm. great music. That's heavy, heavy, meaning metal, cool, awesome, you know, unforgiving you know, all those whatever adjectives that are po you know positive and connective but but you know it's but it's also really in this case i mean bellwitch is not particularly catchy <laughs> you know <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like doesn't get stuck in your head yeah yeah but like caven it's it's catchy yeah. such a cool in such a cool way it just you know that I think that review nailed it, like bring like comparing to Allison Chains and Soundgarden, but it's its own really cool, um, heavy pop, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, why don't we? Why don't you choose something for us to listen to, and then we can listen to it for a little bit, and we'll comment, and then we'll we'll call it and we'll call it a day. Oh, okay. Um... But um, you know anything that's been sort of rolling around in your head and it could even, you know, doesn't necessarily have to fit into anything I'm, I've been talking about. It could be periphery connection. I mean, I didn't rage against the machine. I mean, that was not planned by any stretch and I'm so glad we played it. Well, I, I was wondering if you are familiar with, um, 
if if you're familiar with the band Failure. Uh, um, just is that Justin Broderick? No, no. um, failure, failure is a, like a nineties like quicksand, uh, like in that yeah, world. Yeah, kind of like post-hardcore nineties uh, in- indie band that was really influential to Caven. And uh, the re- the way I found out about Failure is because they Caven covered covered one of their songs on a oh, single wow. on a seven inch that I had probably in like. 1999 i think it was um and i i i think in that in that cave on uh, sorry uh cave in song that we played um i could hear a lot of i could still hear even all this time later the the influence of of failure in their music oh um, that's so cool yeah so if if you can awesome. find a song called um it's called magnified and uh it, it'll probably come right up and you can hear it in the guitar. Um, not the I love the album. cover, the giant uh, frog. Yeah. Immediately, um, I think of Magnolia. Immediately, um, the movie Magnolia when oh, it yeah, starts yeah, raining frogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Immediately. So the I love second, it. the second one would be the the single track. We could hear oh, there that, it is. There and it is. you could you could hear it in some of Stephen Brodsky's like um, clinic, like clean lead lead parts. I think you'll know what I'm talking about when you hear it. And and the guy's got his name's Ken Andrews. He's got a great voice. So good.
Nice. It's just um, yeah, I totally hear the influence. When when I think of Caven changing like that that moment between um, until your heart stops and Jupiter, like when they were kind of embracing the more like alternative rock influences that they had, like rather than just like this like met you know metallic hardcore. This band comes to mind every time. Yeah, that's really cool. And, you know, the the then became sort of this, like, you know, the pre-chewed pop punk stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. What were some of those bands? Like, um, oh, there's some, like, really popular pop punk stuff that I'm not. I mean, some of Rancid is kind of cool. But, like, some of Rancid. Rancid. Yeah. Yeah. But but what's the other band? Like, um, they're super popular, and I can't think of their name. Uh, Travis, the drummer. Oh, Blink One Eight Two. Blink One Eight Two. Like, what do you think of them? Um, I, eh, I don't know. I, I, I like, I like the first. There's some stuff on the first couple records that I like, but they really kind of like went Blink, on. If Blink Eighty Two, what would they play? Would they play like at the Wachovia or something like that? Can they yeah. sell out? They sell out arenas. Probably, yeah. Like. Yeah. Like that, I mean, is it is it accurate to say like you wouldn't be cr- cr- cramming for a ticket to go to see Blink One Eighty Two at the Wachovia? No, no. There's a lot of other. There's a lot of other. Um, a lot of other pop punk that I actually really like, but they're not in, right. They're not in particularly interesting to me. But I, I, it, to me, it's just so you know. The, again, like the homogenized kind of thing that goes on versus this, like. This is like super catchy. It's got you know hardcore. It's got great rumbling bass too. Yeah, Both bands yeah. really know how to use like the the low end. I think it's cool. got a gr- like a grittiness to it and an unrelentingless drive to it. You know, it's it's heavy we- in its way. And also that those weird that that weird kind of um, you know not totally straightforward riff like it's very weird it's almost modal sounding or something it's like yeah yeah it's almost like it's like uh like circusy yeah right but but sort of you know but uh dissonant and more dissonant and tangled you know but in a in a in a great way and and totally the same with um caven like that that um it might have been some sort of guitar effect, but that very high pitched kind uh-huh. of thing that was going on. I love yeah. that. I love yeah, that's, that. Those little those little uh, embellishments are really embellishments. Like, yeah, that, that's what makes it so interesting, you know, like or that's part of what does, you know. Yeah, yeah. It. Um, yeah, th- no, this is great, and I could. I've never heard them, and I, I could totally hear um, the influence uh, in, in his voice a lot too. I think. Yeah. Very yeah, similar definitely similar range. I guess um well there's definitely songs on the new Heavy Pendulum that are just like where he brings the fer- ferocious death, you know, the screamo but you know, really Oh, I I can't wait to hear it. I'm so yeah. excited. Um is does failure do that or is it mostly just clean kind of No, the, it's mostly just like yeah, just kind of what you heard here. Yeah, that's cool too, though. That's cool. This too. is uh, that that song is actually one of their more um, up tempo. They have they get a little more, uh, you know, kind of 
um, spacey, like 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 a lot of almost ambient kind of stuff. Wow. But That's but cool. still like you know but still heavy. There's just a lot of it's very reverby and like you know there's a lot of space in their music. So there's probably even more cave-in connections because there's a lot of that on Heavy Pendulum too. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I could have picked a lot of other failure songs. This one just happened to be that this like cave-in. No, this one's this one's perfect for the song we heard by Cave-in. Yeah, it's and, ca- can... and cave, Cave-in covered that song, so. Oh, nice. Which is awesome. Awesome, man. Well, this was fun. Oh, I'm so glad and... we did this. Yeah, it feels good. <laughs> Without a net, it's it's always it's always fun. Just see, see where we go. Um, so I'll see you next weekend for some baseball, right? We're going to Sunday game. We're going yeah. to the Phillies Red Sox. Gonna be um, awesome. I'm really excited. Yeah, it's gonna be great, man. Got um, I, I haven't gone to. Have you gone to any games yet? I've been to two so far. Well, I've been to nice. two two Phillies games and two minor leagues games this year. Oh so man, far. I'm jealous. I'm psyched to see some baseball. I'm it's actually going great. to two games in the that series. I'm going to Friday night's game and I'm going to oh, Sunday's game. Yeah. That's great. I'm, I'm really excited. Do you um, know where uh whereabouts are the seats? Really good. Really? I got, awesome. I got really good seats. Yeah. Uh, I I will ball. uh I'll Venmo you or however you want to do it. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean it was it was sort of gift, so I mean you could if you wanted to do like uh, pay you know for food or yeah beer buy, or i'll buy you dinner or whatever we'll yeah we'll, like we'll talk about it we'll talk about it definitely we'll talk about it <laughs> sounds good man all right wow so bell which is playing uh camp i knew that's awesome yeah at, I, at the you know first what? year i was thinking um would it be so so i i'm really love like once a week i go through all of the local venues and i put on my google calendar like anything that's interesting to me yeah so um, I could like add you either to your personal email or if you want me to just add the endless metal uh, email. Yes, I'll do that. So like add it to you, like the calendar and endless metal. Exactly. Exactly. I'll do that. Yeah. So that we have like you know we're all on the on the same page as what's upcoming. You know. Yeah, you're on top of all that, and there's so much amazing. Godflesh is playing coming I, up too. I'm so excited about that. I mean, yeah. it's oh, so many good shows. Yeah. So many great shows, man. Just it's endless that's how we like it yeah 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 cool all right buddy um i'll I'll see you next i'm gonna see you in person next week i'm looking yeah i'll I'll send i'll uh i'll send you this recording as soon as it's uh